This is Tesh Karan from Frequent Fighters. I just woke up, and I'm addicted to this goddamn game, and I'm about to run my three cantina nodes with 49 energy. All right, Chewie, come on, man. Come on, do it for me. Yes! Two out of three! Holy crap! I have 24.6 shards that I need to get on average per day, and I'm still farming Jedi Training Ray because I'm stupid, and I need that $20 gift card. Come on, guys. You're listening to the Shadow Road Podcast. What a piece of junk! This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off! If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk, and Wind Killer Inc. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello and welcome to the 76th episode of the Shattered Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and uh, semi with me, hopefully not frozen right now, is my good friend Wink. What's up, Wink? What's up, dude? Um, <laughs> okay, so my internet is giving me complete and total hell tonight. Um, it just totally dropped out, so I went ahead, I connected to my phone, and it appears to be doing a lot better. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Like, we, we know how my internet is. I... I wouldn't mind paying for internet. You can't pay for internet where I live. I live not even in the middle of nowhere, just outside civilization. Oh, it's unbelievable. But anyway. So you're the guy net neutrality is going to hit the worst then. (laughs) No, I'm not going to be affected because my speeds are so slow that if they're slowing down speeds on internet websites, I'm not going to notice. So what's what's half a point five? Are you really going to notice? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, so I think we're good. Awesome. This is amazing. How is it (laughs) going? This has been a fantastic week, right? Uh, I'm pretty stoked. I'm really freaking tired because I didn't get home until 3 a.m., but other than that, five hours of sleep. Let's go. I'm good. Nice. Uh, Yeah. I'm working on about five hours of sleep. Uh, went, I went quite a bit earlier than you did. I went at the 8 p.m. showing here. Um, you know, got out about 10:45. Was good to go, and uh, yeah, that's just kind of the way things went. So, I literally got into my seat at uh, the movie started at 10:45. We sat in our seats. They were assigned seats, and you had the recliners. They were pretty awesome, but uh, we sat down at 10.42, and the movie started at 10.45, so perfect timing, except we could probably have shown up at, you know, 12.15, or sorry, 11.15, because I think there were 10 previews. I was like, holy crap, man. Yeah. Because the whole idea was, we were in, we were on Mill Avenue in Tempe. If you don't know, Tempe is where Arizona State is, and Mill Avenue is kind of the the... the 
the party street where all the bars and everything else are. Let me pause so the you idea for was, one, one second. For those concerned, okay. we there will be absolutely no spoilers in this episode. Nothing yes. about The Last Jedi. So do not worry. Feel free to keep listening. There are Do not worry about that. The other episode Good point. that is out, uh, that, that may be a little bit different. So, yeah. So here's the breakdown of what's happening. The pa- podcast, completely spoiler-free. Not going to talk about the movie at all on this podcast. Just the game and anything that it relates to the movie, but not really bring in anything from the movie. After this podcast, we're going to record an out-of-order podcast where we let people call in from uh, Discord in a audio channel in the Discord, and everyone can join us if they want to have a conversation about this. But that is going to be separate from this stream. It will be another stream. So if you don't want spoilers, don't watch the second stream. Because that one is going to... Yeah. In exactly. fact, it might not even be a stream. We might just do it over Discord. That way people on Twitch that p- tune in randomly don't uh, hate us. So I don't know. I think if we title it Spoilers and Caps, they'll... They'll figure it out. Yeah, good point. Well, anyway, anyways, the the whole point was ten freaking trailers. The idea was down on the party street, down in uh, Tempe. The idea was once the movie ended at uh, let's see, ten forty five, eleven, twelve, one, one. Bars close at two. We'd get out of the movie. We would go and uh, catch a beer at the bar, talk about the movie, and then go home. Well, the movie got out at one forty-five, and <laughs> that did not get to happen because of yeah. all those stupid trailers. That sucks. But oh well. Yeah. Whatever. It's all good. Anyways. Yeah, all right. Great. I enjoyed the movie, but we'll talk about that more in depth on the next, ep- on the next podcast. So. Oh, we absolutely will. Um, so a few things that we need to go over news-wise. All right. We haven't had a Q&A episode in a while, so what we're going to do, you know what? I don't have my lightsaber on. Somebody said better lighting. The lighting is now better. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, we need audio questions. We haven't done a Q&A in a little while, so we're thinking about doing a Q&A soon. We need a lot of questions, audio questions. What we're going to do is we're going to prioritize Patreon people. So we'll do all those first, and uh, so yeah, get to submitting, and you know we will kind of arrange those out. But this is open to everybody. So if you have an audio a question, just record it with your iPhone or whatever, shoot it to us. So we'll have a ton of questions to go over. It would be super fun, I think. Um, and as always. I if it's and as always if it is uh if it is written questions I will record your voice and you will enjoy it exactly <laughs> um let's see what was I about to say um oh Patreon so of course if you want to be prioritized on that you can go to patreon.com slash shattered order and join us there and if you go there you may know that there is a little bit of a new thing on there um we added a new top tier so 
You may have listened to the awesome roster review I did with Painted Land. It was fantastic. I appreciate it. Um, we, or I should say, I am going to start doing roster reviews a little bit more often. Uh, and that is going to be for our uh, top tier Patreons, the $20 a month Patreon subscribers. So go jump in there if you want a roster review. And I'll kind of do that same thing like a 30-minute Skype call with you in which, uh, you know, uh, I can ask you questions. You can ask me questions of exactly, you know, just to get an idea of exactly what it is you want. So if you want an idea of what that's going to be like, obviously go listen to the podcast episode with Painted Land. That is going to be on our podcast feed only. It's not on Twitch or anything uh, because I did not do a video of it. Yeah, I was going to say, if you haven't heard it yet, go check that out because uh, it's not necessarily a uh, straight up, here's your roster type deal. Like, there's a lot of information in there that deals with the game in general. And uh, when you're talking to someone that's not normally on the podcast, not normally on any podcast probably, um, they have a lot of different views about things and ideas and talking about those things during those roster reviews was a it was very informative i think i think listening to it it was fun for me and you know it was uh definitely interesting so uh, i think it'll be awesome to get a few of those rolling so if you're interested in that check out the patreon because uh i want to hear some more of those those are cool yes for sure um uh Oh, I just totally lost my train of thought. Um, <laughs> no, the Goldfish. the roster review was a lot of fun. It was something you know a little bit different. Um, I haven't, I don't pay attention to a lot of roster reviews, but I haven't heard anyone else do one like that. And you know, I thought it was really useful. Uh, if you want a review on it, go hit up Painted Land in our Discord channel. Uh, you know, Discord.me/slash/ShatteredOrder if you're not already there. Painted Land. Uh, he had pretty good things to say about it. Um, I gave him some pretty good tips, it seems. He has been doing much better in his fleet arena and gotten his, uh, you know, galactic score up pretty decent amount. So, yeah. And that was that was a total blast. A lot of fun. I've got another one that uh, I am planning to do either this weekend or next week. So, uh, should be another one coming soon. Sweet. Sounds good, man. Well, we got a few other things to mention here before um, before we move on. Uh, as usual, our our Discord. If you want to join our Discord, we have a really good community there. Um, Discord.me/slash/ShatteredOrder. If you check that out, we got a lot of people in there. A lot of a uh, lot of game talk ideas and uh, thoughts on things. It, Really good conversation. Only a few times has it ever gotten uh, crazy, <laughs> but those were squashed real quick. But uh, <laughs> people know what I'm talking about oh, if they're in the Discord. But okay. anyways, hey, real quick on that, I really wish that um, you know that whole situation was kind of still there because the whole last week would have been amazing. I oh, it's so unfortunate. Yes, very true. <laughs> I'm sure it will come again someday from someone else. But uh, the Discord's <laughs> a lot of fun, so go check it out. Discord.me slash Shattered Order. You can check out our Twitter at Shattered Order. Um, s- listener intros and feedback to the Shattered Order at gmail.com. Uh, the, the, 
This is the last week for the intro contest. We have a lot of submissions so far that we really like, so we'll be picking a winner this week. So if you are interested in winning that $20 gift card to the uh, store of your choice, you have uh, six days to get one last entry in there, and then we'll be announcing next week on the podcast who won. Uh, There was a pretty fun... Yeah. Pretty funny one to begin this episode, except that that is part of what uh, shot Wink out of our live stream, so you probably didn't hear it, <laughs> but uh, you'll hear it on the audio version, so enjoy that. Yes. Um, yeah, uh, I think that pretty much covers everything for now. Um, <laughs> so, you know, we should probably get started on the actual information you want to hear about, so let's move to... The Twitch update notes. So, Twitch update notes? That's the name of the panel in OBS, but... uh, Ah, yes. All right, so let's go to the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes update notes. Um, Perfect. So, those are from the 14th, which was the day day before the uh, premiere. So, I put that in air quotes because a lot of people ended up seeing it on the 14th, including... Me and Wink, but uh, yeah, so the content update came out yesterday. And I'd like to point out that uh, Garrett AJ's, uh, or AJ Garrett, is it backwards? What did I say? Um, his art for Ray here, the little portrait he drew, is uh, pretty slick. I really like it. Yeah. So that, if you're seeing I that mean, on the live stream, looks good. Really digging that forehead. Oh. <laughs> Where did where did Wink's biggest fan one come from in chat? That's pretty. <laughs> and the second biggest fan, impresses. <laughs> Digging it. Um, <laughs> great. All right. So obviously, this event began on the fifteenth. Uh, what was nice was December fifteenth. I spent one refresh. And that finished off mm-hmm. my veterans. I was so excited. How is your farm coming along for the veteran smuggler Han Solo and Chewbacca? Not too shabby, actually. I'm in pretty good shape. Um, sticking to absolutely getting that 10 shards per day, like uh, that pretty sweet SWGOH.life panic farm told me I should. Uh, it's put me in a really good position. So I'm looking at the game right now just to make sure on those numbers, but I'm at 78 out of 100 on Han and 71 out of 100 on Chewbacca. So um, I definitely will get it before the end of the event. So nice. Um, whether I have to buy shipments for a couple days just to speed that up to make sure I do it and don't leave it to the last day, uh, I probably will just because I'm not, I don't want to miss it, but uh, I'm not that far off. So yeah. I'm feeling pretty good about it right now. So cool. Um, I guess the big question is like, if you're borderline, is uh, I mean, is she worth it? We'll get to that later. <laughs> I've already spent the money to be this close. <laughs> She's true. already worth it. Because if I don't get her and I d- did spend, you know, that money, I would be kicking myself. So yeah, whether she is or isn't, I'm gonna have her. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good point. Um, all right, so let's see what all did they add? Pretty much, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot with this game update. I mean, other than 
They obviously added the Ray tr- Jedi training. Mm-hmm. They added a couple PVE characters or a PVE character, the Riot Control Stormtrooper, who's incredibly irritating in this event. And these also known as TR8R or Traitor. Ah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. That guy's awesome. Yeah. Um, that it's some environments from Starkiller Base, the Force Interior, and the Thermal Oscillator Interior. You could see all of those in the special Ray event if you haven't already. I think they also got the added uh, three achievements. Uh, so, oh yes, there were achievements. That is true. I don't remember what the rewards for the first one was because I did do the first tier because it didn't need the veterans. I don't remember what I got for it, but the yeah, because they have scavenging for a purpose, which is complete tier one of the Ray's Heroes journey. Yep. They have name or sorry. What? This is this is reads very weird on the uh, show notes or not show notes, but the uh, game notes. It says name colon reunion colon reunite with Ray's friends on Starkiller base. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's the next one. So that's one of the missions somewhere in the middle, probably. And then there's one for uh, there has been an awakening achievement three description earn Ray Jedi. That's that whole thing is written weird. All right. Anyways, yeah. There's one for beating tier one. There's one for so one of the ones in the middle, and then there's one for getting uh, unlocking race. So yes, three new achievements with rewards to go with them. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, sorry, didn't mean to interrupt there. Uh, yeah. So you get these three new achievements. The final achievement actually gave a disc, which she needs like three of her gear is not that bad i think everybody was or at least i was incredibly shocked with how easy she was to gear um mm-hmm. so that that was kind of a pleasant surprise but so you got these achievements you know offered up some crystals and whatnot and the disc which was the nice thing it was one of the heroic raid discs um all right, there was something that I really wanted to talk about that I thought was kind of interesting regarding this event. And it's something I would love to ask a dev. I think the big thing we were all expecting mm-hmm. from this event was that there would be that iconic scene where Han Solo goes down to Kylo. I want to know why they chose to not do that. Spoiler. That is not in the event. I have not done the event, and I do not feel spoiled, so I'm okay with that. Um, the the only theory that I can think of is because uh, Ray's not involved there, besides watching it happen. Yeah, but I mean, there are there are several of them where you don't have Ray. Um, I I'm pretty sure, but. Well, like I said, I haven't played it yet, so I don't really know. I just... uh, That was such an important part. There's one of the scenes where they're kind of having a dialogue about Han dying and revenging him, but that was really it. Hmm. Let's see. Interesting. Well, I look forward to finding out what you're talking about, but I do want to hear 
Once we get to the next section, I do want to hear about uh, about the event as in total. But let's um, finish these notes here. Uh, can I jump on one thing while we're talking about this? You know how mm-hmm. you know Chewbacca was a really important character in this whole event. Um, my girlfriend's awesome. She made <laughs> Wookie cookies for the Star Wars movie. Hold, like hold I have, it in the light. Um. Okay. Okay. Hold. Hold on. I am actually going to get my flashlight out so you can see it. Uh, can you see the Wookiee cookie? Isn't it amazing? I can see it. Yeah. And I like it. Pretty awesome. So, uh, yeah, the Wookiee cookies were well done. And so, you know, we had little gingerbread uh, Chewbacca's to take into the Star Wars movie. It was pretty great. <laughs> that is pretty good. And, uh, and a striking likeness, to be honest. Yeah. It was pretty well done. Um, all right. Shard Shuffle. I am, as I chew on my Wookiee cookie. Um, they added Special <laughs> Order Forces TIE Pilot and Kylo Ren on mass to Chromium Packs. Very mm-hmm. exciting. Uh, Fleet Packs now have the TIE Fighter for uh, FOSF and the TIE Silencer. I never even... Think about the fact that those packs still exist and are there all the time. Yeah, and honestly... Like, this is the regular 699 crystal pack, I think, not the mega pack. I think it's 499. I think it's 500 crystals. But, um... The, uh... Oh, what the hell was I going to say? Um, oh, the fleet packs... I actually think those are a really good deal, man. I bought a ton of those whenever I was trying to get to where I could farm Zetas. I was buying those like crazy and uh, like I think they're a really good deal. I definitely used a lot of them when ships first came out. Uh, The biggest problem I had with that when when I did it was... Let's say I bought 10 packs. I'd say six or seven of them, or not that high. Probably five or six of them were Geo Spies ship. So, yeah, it just depends. Just depends on what you were. At this point, now they've been out this long, you're probably better off because you're, there's a good odds that you have every character that these that can pilot these ships, so it wouldn't be bad there. But, uh, yeah, back then, that's what made me stop buying them because it's like I have no, I had no intention of ever farming geo spy but i farmed geo spy to five star just to use his ship for a mega battle or for a, the zeta battle so that's what happened but yeah so if you are looking for these ships you can try to find them there and you will still get decent ships from that they are but they are around 700 crystals so uh do it at your own Leisure, yep. I guess. So, uh, they also added all four of these character slash ships to PVE shipments, and uh, so like Kylo Ren, Mass, and the First Order Special Special Forces Tie Pilot, uh, you can get <laughs> four shards for three hundred twenty crystals, and you know eight for the typical six forty. So, you can go buy those guys if you want to. I almost bought some Kylo shards earlier. He's uh, he's pretty interesting. So, yeah. Um, the, when I saw this, it scared me, right? So, cause like I said, when I'm farming the veterans, um, 
I was going to say that I was going to buy some of them if I needed to, to get myself to seven star on those dudes. I did not think that there was any chance that these guys wouldn't be on the same node as the veterans. And I'm like, all right, so now I got to fight through four people for the shards I want or need instead of just the two being there all the time. And uh, luckily, as it came out, they're on a different spot, or I just haven't seen them yet than uh, the veterans, because all I've seen is veterans in one of those spots so far, like they were before, so. Yeah. It was, that scared me, because it's like, ugh, I don't want to refresh shipments, and but I really, if I need those shards, I'm really going to be looking for them in that one spot, and I didn't mm-hmm. want TIE Fighter or crew there. Yeah. So, but they're not, as far as I can tell, so. All right, um, uh, let's go to bugs. Uh, they fixed the Qui-Gon's lightsaber issue that Reddit was having a total shitstorm about. Uh, <laughs> the- <laughs> All right, let me mention this before we go <laughs> any further in bugs. That it has nothing to do with Qui-Gon. It, go- it goes with what we just skipped past. People are noticing this giant influx of packs in the past two weeks, right? And no one can figure out why do we have all these packs all of a sudden. I think I've decoded this because uh, what just happened, right? The Last Jedi came out. What usually happens when a new, very popular movie comes out? People uh, start looking for games about that franchise, especially one like Star Wars where there are definitely games. Um, So I think those packs, all those packs... The random packs that we just were like, why would I buy these came in because there's going to be an influx of new players and they want to have all those packs in there lined up for those new players to see and possibly buy once they're uh, once they start playing. So if you see a Sith pack or a new Jedi pack or whatever in there and you're like, I have all these people and I've had them forever. uh, This is why they're in there. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah. Um, just wanted to mention that they fixed a couple bugs on characters on Finn in which he was like stacking advantage in uh, various waves of events and a Hoth Rebel soldier bug, nothing too exciting. And then, uh, guild events, they changed a few things like, uh, they changed the setup page for territory wars to 23 hours, which should essentially give time in between like a territory battle and the next territory war starting. um, that just seems kind of odd. I'm not sure why they did that exactly, but yeah, whatever. Well, the real question um, here is, okay, let hold on. Before you, you jump past that, I want to mention something. No, I don't. That's a setup phase. Because my thought process here was, I thought it was saying every phase was now 23 hours. And if that oh. were the case, by the time we got to the end, the end would be like way early in the morning on PST, which would might end up badly on the day you were fighting for your life at the end of the territory war, but it's just a setup phase, so never mind. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then real quick, what's ahead? Um, who's? In- oh, yeah. You're skipping. Uh, what? You're am killing I- me, man. All right. I'm sorry. You're killing me. Go ahead. Territory Go battles. Ahead. Okay. T- territory battles. They fixed a lot of imperial retaliation stuff. Bugs. Right. It may not be anything that you uh, you okay. think about, really, right? But let's. I, I wasn't thinking let's, about it. 
so we got one coming up here in like four days. So these are, this is good information to have. First off, combat missions. We talked about it when we talked about Dark Side Territory battles. They were not giving the correct amount of territory points when you beat the phases, right? So it was it was giving four phases worth of a six-phase battle like Light Side instead of the full if you beat it. And now they fixed that. Ter so territory points will be given to you if you finish all the battles in the Dark Side Territory battles. The right number. So that's a big thing. Um... Let's see, uh, Hoth heroes, like Veers, will no longer show up in platoon missions as required units. So you're not going to have to give those things up anymore. Oh, look at you. How's the lighting? <laughs> Looks good, man. Uh, details tab indicates that strifing run will start on cooldown, whatever. The biggest one to me, and I'm kind of curious if this is all they're doing, because I still think the difficulty needs to be tuned down. But one thing that's definitely going to help everyone is this first, the first one listed here on a guild events, and that is fixed bug causing enemy abilities to not start on cooldown on waves two plus in territory battles. So basically, past wave one, every character you came up against in a new wave, all their special abilities were ready to go. So uh. that's why they were all just going absolutely nuts on you every time you got to a new phase and also part of the reason why i believe that phase or wave four in these uh combat missions for dark side were just absolutely batty so yeah. i think that will definitely help the difficulty but even still i i'm guessing there's probably still going to be some tuning that needs to be done there so yeah. If you see my if you see my wife rolling around behind me, I think she's doing Christmas wrap, gift wrapping. You can almost see the Christmas tree up here in the uh <laughs> in the picture. Got to love Christmas time. I know, right? Well, that's what happens when you put the Christmas tree in the hallway. <laughs> that, well, that's true. All right, so you ready but, to talk about what's no. ahead? I am cuz I'm actually pretty excited about it. Yeah. Uh the what's ahead so, says, who's in command here? Question mark. One only has to look. Capital L on the look, Capital by the way. Capital L. Yeah, so who's in command here? The first thing I think is Commander Luke Skywalker. Mm. But one only has to look. Look at what? Any ideas? Are you are you being serious? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. The L is capitalized. Now let me read this to you. Commander Luke or Look. You see where I'm going here? I think there's a reason the L's uh, capitalized and look almost sounds like Luke. So interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um hmm. All right. Well, that is pretty much all of the uh the show notes from this update. Alright, give me a second. Um I gotta fix what just Ah, oh, motherfucker. 
Oh. Oh. Yeah. Well, alrighty then. Yeah, that's not cool, bro. Come on. Like, come on. Not so. <laughs> Some somebody was posting things about a particular movie in the chat. Uh, whether they were accurate or not, I have no idea. Could have been messing with people. Who knows? But not cool, bro. Come on. Yep. Um, you go. You go ahead and move on. I'm going to try to figure this out. All right. <clears throat> Um, well, next thing we we're going to kind of talk about was some Territory War stuff. Uh, we kind of wanted to just talk. So we've God, how many Territory Wars have we had now? Three? Is that it? Three? We're starting our fourth now? Yeah, this um, will be the fourth. So Territory Wars, we're going to talk about a little bit of strategy, kind of what our guild has been doing, how we've been doing. And uh Yeah. Just kind of talk about some, maybe some good teams and things like that, because Territory Wars are incredibly exciting. Uh, they've been, you know, just a nice, uh, nice change as far as getting to try teams. And by the way, mm -hmm. I got to try my Boba lead with Zam team. And uh, yeah, it's pretty good in Territory Wars. I want to gear Zam a little bit more, but that team is awesome. Um, use it on offense then? I do use it on offense. It would be worthless as hell on offense or on defense. So, <laughs> yeah. I gotcha. We, as a guild, uh, are. We've won two now. We have lost zero and we have tied once. So, I think the biggest thing we learned after that first territory battle was don't make it so easy for the other team. Like, Offense is important, but if they're just mowing through your defensive teams, you're kind of in trouble. So I think there's definitely some magic into finding some sort of balance as far as setting up enough defensive teams where you still have enough offense to clear what you need to, but they can't get through your defense. Um, this last Territory War was the first one we didn't fully clear. I mean, they had a really good... They had really good defense set up, and it was it was kind of impressive. But uh, we apparently had a better defense set up. I think um, our the the toughest phase or the toughest territory that we set up, they uh, they barely put a dent in it, and they didn't even. Uh, I'm not sure they made it to our ships. They did not make it to our ships. They had six. Six uh, teams left in that one to get to ships, and they did not beat it. So, yeah, we totally blocked out the ships from them. Uh, blocked out one base. So basically, we locked out uh, the last ships one. So there's a lot of points there. They didn't get one of our other back end ones, and they were only able to get the bottom back end zone and the bonus for that. So they missed yep. out on. Uh, they missed out on a lot of a lot of stuff. So, yep. Yeah, it uh, it it. 
can I just say, did you already mention the team that seems to be the one to put on defense that we've found? I have not. Go ahead. It's better for you to do it because I don't know what the whole team is. I just know who a couple of the characters in it are. Well, I know it involves Akbar lead, CLS, yep. Yep. and Hermit Yoda, That's and maybe Thrawn and GK. Um, it yeah. kind of varies beyond those first three. So it's it's kind of that team that got kind of popular there for a bit. Uh, Admiral Akbar lead with Hermit Yoda, because Hermit Yoda is a total badass in that team with CLS. And then you can kind of throw the characters around them. BB-8, uh, General Kenobi. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of different options you can throw in there. But you don't really want any other Rebels, preferably. You'd rather keep it to just them. And, you know, that's the arena team I've been talking about for a while that I was running. So Shore Trooper is another one that works really well. I actually really love Shore Trooper in these territory wars because, you know, anytime somebody starts a battle with you... Guess what? He's taunting, so it's it's pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, that's a really really good team. Uh, we've had a lot of people using those, and it seems seems to work pretty well. Uh, it's I don't know how many of those we've stuck in, but they are. I mean, those teams are pretty ridiculous. Do the turn meter gain, and um, yeah. So, uh, what? What else were we kind of doing, just general strategy-wise? General strategy? Uh, I think we kind of talked about it before, but the basically to take your... Take teams that are good... or Take teams that the AI is terrible against, or to use, and use them for offense. Uh, take teams that the... Jaku hero teams are really good against and don't put them on defense and use them for offense. So, for example, your Barris General Kenobi teams that we when ter- we found out about Territory Wars, we were saying that all the teams on defense are going to be General Kenobi and and uh, Zeta Barris. Those are actually okay. I won't say they're terrible defense teams, but if someone has a resistance team, they're just going to destroy the uh they're just going to destroy the resistance team or the resistance team is going to destroy Kenobi and Zerus. So those are better on offense cuz they can pretty much beat anything. Um but you don't want to set them on defense. So other teams like that would include resistance themselves. You probably don't want to put yep. them on defense because they are easy to beat even yes. with the uh, heroes bonuses. They are just a uh, they're not just not a good defense team because unless they get those exposes rolling by accident with the AI, they're just easy to pick off. So uh, one think caveat, about the teams you're putting. Or one. Ca- Sorry, one second. One caveat to that is uh, <laughs> up until they released a recently added resistance character, resistance was terrible on defense. That might change. As well as your strategy of using BB-8 in the Admiral Akbar teams may change. Just a thought. But, well, to go with that thought, though, are you really going to switch out the same resistance from the the Finn resistance team to be used on the on the Ray resistance team? You know what I mean? So, like, you might not have a lot of those pieces interacting 
or crossing the border there. You know it's, what I mean? It's so, possible, yeah. Yeah. So you might be able to set one with Ray on the uh, defense side and still have a Zeta Finn one for offense, which would still do well. Um, but, yeah. No. Basic gist is think about the AI on what the defense would do. Think about those hero teams. Like, if you set... Uh, if you don't set first order in defense, think about what they can do on offense and who they'd be good against. Uh, think about who could beat them or make them just look easy on defense and then move to a different team that might be better. Um, like, for example, you might want to save your droids for offense because if you have a good droid team, they can do really well. Now, obviously, you're not going to want to use them against a CLS team or you know anything that's countering a lot because it's heavily... AOE based, but uh, those are all the things. Obviously, I'm not speaking anything new here, but you've got to think about all those things when you're picking between the teams you're putting on defense and offense. So, yeah, that's the general strategy there. Yep, and uh, I mean, what other general strategy do we have besides that? I mean, we we kind of made a we have a guild member who helps us out and makes a strategy guide kind of that kind of lists out what our strategy is going to be for each territory and stuff like that. But I mean, that's, we really don't have any hard set rules for people deploying teams or anything like that. Um, yeah, basically without giving away our total strategy here, but the, uh, Basically, what we do is we take the chunk of the map that we have and we decide, hey, this is what type of characters we want in these spots. These are what's going to go on these ones so that everyone knows just by looking at this chart in Discord when they go to the game and look at the notes on the uh, the notes that the officers set there, they'll know exactly what to put in them. So we know what we want in each section and uh, it makes setting the teams much easier. It sets the defensive strategy even better than just hey everyone go in there and put someone somewhere you know because if you run into a certain type of team in one spot or a certain level of uh you know gear or power on teams in certain places it can really clog people up you know they might it might take they might it might take them forever to get through that territory and they might never get through it you know or it might be really easy for them you know so yep that is yeah. true. Cool. But they're super fun. I still really enjoy Territory Wars. I do too. They're a total blast. A um, lot of fun. It's nice being forced to use other teams that you wouldn't normally use and trying to figure out what teams are good on offense. So uh, basically, yeah, the like Resistance, First Order, Bounty Hunters, teams like that are... I always save those for offense and then... Uh, most of my better teams, uh, including my Jedi, I typically put them on defense. And that has been our strategy, pretty heavy on the defense. And it has served us quite well so far. Well, I saw someone say in chat that uh, they tried that out in their guild from the strategy we did a couple podcasts ago about Territory Wars. And they are, obviously, maybe the first one or so wasn't was before us but uh they said they're three and own so it's working out nice defense just like football 
defense wins championships. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. You just say that because your team's offense is terrible. Our defense ain't much better. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's that was kind of the point of the joke. Anyway. Um, oh, it's okay. We didn't almost lose to the Browns this week. <laughs> hey. That'll stop you in your tracks. Whatever. Should I give so, you a few more seconds for a comeback? No. I, I That was a long pause. I, I think it's time to revisit talking about Ray because I think there's probably some new stuff to talk about regarding her. And the community's been kind of up in arms about... Um, you know, like her kit's not very good and all that stuff. And to those people, I, I got five letters. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. It's going to be fine. I'm not going to comment on that. I'm, you don't get, <laughs> you don't get that uh, satisfaction. <laughs> Uh, on a completely unrelated note, um, you know, talking about football, you know, Aaron Rodgers is back, so you know, whatever. But uh, yeah, so let, let's talk. <laughs> let's talk about Ray. Um, her journey event. I don't know why I did not send. I actually recorded the whole video and I did not send it to you. So, um, <laughs> because that would have taken ten years for your internet to get to me. Oh, yeah, that's why. They, <laughs> completely <laughs> forgot, yeah. So We'll have it on uh, February 22nd's uh, podcast. Yeah, that's a good idea. Perfect. We'll get that ready to go. And, okay, the journey event was pretty awesome. Uh, like I mentioned earlier, the one thing I really want to ask Dev is why they chose to not do the Han Solo dying scene. That wasn't the epic scene. However, the epic scene that they went with was pretty damn awesome. They the what took now? The, like, okay, so you remember in the uh, Commander Luke event, you had the old Ben uh, Darth Vader scene where it's yes. slow motion and Vader hacks him down and, you know, mm -hmm. it was awesome. This had that yes. scene. But it wasn't Han going down like I thought it might be. So uh, what they did was they made it the scene where they're in the forest and they're battling. And mm -hmm. the part where they're both trying to get the lightsaber and the lightsaber shaking and it goes flying and Kylo's thinking it's coming towards him, but it flies past him into Ray's hands. It was that scene yeah. and it was awesome. So awesome. It was really well done. And uh, then you kind of get your first experience of Ray with a lightsaber, and you have to finish off Kylo's. It's pretty legit. Well, I would look forward to it. That sounds pretty fun, for sure. I'm in. I'm in for that. Yeah, it, it was. How many uh, total were there? Like six or seven or eight? Uh, there were six. Okay, gotcha. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, I was a big fan of that event. It was actually a lot more difficult than I expected. Of course, my... Um, uh, 
Chewie and Han, they were not... I, I realized I didn't even have mods on them, and I was getting kind of just completely wrecked. And so I ended up having to put some mods on them. There were a couple of those tiers that... There was one I think I did probably 10 to 15 times. I just kept getting smoked on it. And... uh Eventually ended up beating it, but I had to mod them a lot better. I think my veterans were gear seven, so yeah. I got mine to gear eight, both of them. So as far as I've seen from what I've uh, read and seen on YouTube, is that should be totally fine. So just put some mods on them; it should be good. Yeah. Um. All right. You ready to talk about Ray? I'm ready to hear you talk about Ray and uh, take it all in. <laughs> I well, know not. I know nothing. So, have you watched any of the videos? Uh, I know the Game Changers and some others have come out with you know some videos theory crafting with her and using her in arena. And people have been talking about like all the dev interviews earlier this week about them saying, you know, she's going to be really good against the meta and, you know, there's something there and all that stuff. And people weren't really buying it. I I have not seen any of it. Well, I will tell you this. I am buying it uh, because I think she's actually kind of awesome. Um, I think what I want to do is kind of talk about a few specific things in her kit that I wanted to mention uh, mm-hmm. and just kind of talk about why it's so useful and kind of what I have done with her so far. Okay. All right. So one of the big problems with her that people have noticed is her high cooldown on her specials. They have uh I believe they're both five-turn cooldowns. Yes, they're both five-turn cooldowns, which can pose a problem. That's not really that useful. Um, mm-hmm. Her leader ability, people haven't been that thrilled about. Uh, people were pretty excited about the Zeta on her second unique insight that adds um, the offense up and recovering 5% health and protection. And I did Zeta that one. I definitely think mm-hmm. it's worth it because it gives foresight uh, uh foresight at the beginning of the match, which is really important. And then Oh you, yeah, for sure. You have her okay. The other unique, the um virtuous protector where she has a forty percent chance to dispel all the buffs on her. That is pretty good, but I think it is her third best Zeta. I think that her leader ability is much more important. Which, this is what the Zeta does for her leader ability. And I think this is what makes the whole team run with her. Mm -hmm. When a resistance ally uses a special ability, all exposed enemies lose 5% turn meter. That cannot be resisted. And when a uh, resistance ally uses a special ability, if they aren't debuffed, they reduce their cooldown by 1. So... Now, isn't there a Zeta for R2-D2 that crits will cleanse the person that crit? Yes. So, so the uh, the first Zeta that so I ever put pro- on R2 gonna... that I hated at the time uh, works really well with her for the fact that 
there is um, the plus 30% crit chance with her leader ability. So if you have R2-D2 on this team, you're getting a plus 40% crit chance total with her as leader. And yeah, and already, so with if he's in the party with that Zeta, that Zeta for her virtuous protector to dispel all the debuffs on her, only the 40% chance... Yeah, yeah it's just, just not as important. Uh, that's not a to really mention good point. R2 gives it to everyone, so they're yeah. going to be debuffing themselves often, which will help them to be able to reduce their cooldowns when they use their specials. So that's an excellent. As far point. as Virtuous Protector goes, it's it's decent for just her if yep. R2's not in the party, but R2 in the party with his Zeta that does the uh, dispelling makes that one ne- negligible. So. Yeah. If you're using her as leader and you're using R2-D2 in the team and you're trying to decide, uh, do R2's Zeta instead of Ray's because it'll be much more useful. Well, it goes for the whole party, not just yep. Ray. So. Yep. Now, the other big thing is with that leader ability, when they score a critical hit, they have a 70% chance to inflict exposed for two turns, and it can be resisted. That means even if they have resist or resistance up, you can still inflict expose. And when uh, an enemy becomes exposed, resistance allies gain 10% turn meter. So this whole team is built around exposing. Well, I should say critting and exposing because with that leader ability the crits are how you get to land exposes essentially and Mm -hmm. so i beat the event i immediately took her to gear 12 i um let's see i built an admiral Lackbar team with hermit yoda cls uh ray and BB-8, that was another Zeta I put on, was BB-8's uh, special where he calls in a resistance character. And that was pretty fun, like when Kenobi does his AoE... Uh, oh, Ray gets to attack twice, which is, you know, pretty awesome. But... I mean, it's... Her basic ability's okay. Like, it's... I haven't... I've seen nothing that makes me that impressed with her leader ability yet. It's it's just not leader ability, her basic ability, sorry. And it's mm-hmm. okay. Um both of her specials are damn good. Mind Trick is awesome and Defiant Slash is awesome. So the more often you get to use those, the better, which is another reason why she's so good as leader because she will almost never be debuffed and that will essentially put both of these on three turn cooldowns. Gotcha. Which, you know, three turn cooldowns pretty important. So, I guess the question is if her leader ability is the important thing, what I mean, what team are you surrounding her with? And I went through a bunch of variations. I have no idea how this is going to do mm-hmm. on defense, but uh, I seen uh, on OT101, he had a video where he was kind of talking about how much he likes old Ben with Jedi Ray. You've seen? Or, seen 
what I said. Tell me I didn't lose you again. Can you not hear me? Hello, hello. Testing. Testing. Hello. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Okay. <laughs> I apparently cannot use my phone while it is being a hotspot. Anyway. Um, so I tried several different variations and uh I'm trying to remember exactly where I was at. Trying different teams with her as leader. You know, took her to gear twelve, started building teams around her. Arnold's video, Arnold T101's video about how he thinks old Ben is incredibly good with her. So you have the double mind trick, which, you know, is obviously going to be confusing for the opponent. But <laughs> you have the advantage of him possibly getting killed off earlier and buffing your team. I'll be honest, I don't think that's that important. I think that's kind of worthless, to be honest. Um, I think the big thing, though, is getting that uh, the turn meter reduced from the enemy. So, the idea is you want old Ben to go as early as possible. The problem is, he's not gaining speed with this team. So, mm -hmm. I built a team that was made around getting turn meter off the team I'm battling and getting old Ben to go faster. And the current team that I am using is uh, Ray Lead, R2-D2, BB-8, um, Wow, totally drawn a blank. How'd that happen? <laughs> old Ben. So the three that I would have assumed. Okay, The three gotcha. you would assume. Old Ben. I tried General Kenobi first, and that was really good too, but I think Old Ben's better. And the final character is Poe. Um, so what I did was made Poe the fastest character. Um, I actually haven't done any battles since I... Since I actually modded the team the way they should be. But the idea of what I'm trying to do here is have Poe be my fastest character. Mm -hmm. I want to be able to multiply his speed by 0.92 and have Ray be faster than that. Because if there's a Han Solo that stuns Poe, you you want you want Poe to be able to get his taunt off. And mm -hmm. since Ray has the ability in which she dispels buffs, if an enemy Han were to stun Poe, Ray would then gain 8% turn meter because an ally became debuffed. So she would gain 8% turn meter, which would make her then faster than Poe. She would go before Poe. She could cleanse him and he could immediately taunt. So you're not losing a turn at all. And so that Ooh. combined with a fast BB-8, because BB-8, whenever he gives secret intel to a resistance ally, she also gains 8% turn meter. Um, that is all really important. And the important part about getting Poe to go early is this part. Resistance allies gain 10% turn meter when an enemy is exposed. He has an AoE exposed on his taunt. And... Also, if he's not debuffed, you get to reduce that cooldown by one whenever he does it. So, so you got a question? Basically, you can mod your other three any way you want because the turn meter here is going to make up for all of that. Correct? Essentially, yes. Um, 
I think the two big keys are making Poe as fast as possible and keeping Ray within striking distance of cleansing his debuff with that 8% turn meter gain. Gotcha. And if you do that, you should be in a pretty good spot. The only issue would be if you're facing a faster Thrawn who can then, uh, you know, do his thing on them, which, assuming equal mods, would not be possible. Because I do believe mm-hmm. Poe is faster than Thrawn. Now, uh, once you do that, your all your resistance characters will gain 10% turn meter. And you'll have enemies exposed. Now, um, when resistance allies use a special ability, all exposed enemies lose, fi- lose 5% turn meter. So, once Poe does his ability, I have BB-8 and R2 at full turn meter. Whenever they go, they will remove 5% turn meter from everyone who's exposed. So you you will likely remove 10% turn meter right there. And that 10% turn meter reduction can be enough to squeeze old Ben in in front of most of their team. And then you can wipe out their turn meter, ability block them. <laughs> and it, yeah. it, is, it really becomes a snowball at that point. Um, I have fought... Uh, Several General Kenobi Barris teams. So the Admiral Akbar team with CLS and Hermit Yoda was really good. I mean, it would wipe out General Kenobi Barris teams with ease. This team is a thousand times better against those teams. No question, <laughs> and it's not even close. Uh, <laughs> I think every arena battle I have done with this team, um, Illuminated Destiny from BB-8, I have used that ability twice in the match. And Damn. I mean, once once they do that and you you expose all the enemies, so everyone's exposed, your team basically has full turn meter, you're doing specials and removing more turn meter. I mean, it just becomes a total And you're not I say and you're not debuffed, so every time you use those specials, you're there's your what you're reducing, reducing your, your cooldowns cool down. by one. Yep. So there's a good chance that you'll be there ready to go again for more. Yeah, that's and crazy. As someone said in our live chat <coughs> that there's not much offense here. There doesn't need to be offense here. It's all the whole team is turn meter based and expose based. Exposes are worth 20% turn meter and or sorry, 20% health. And I mean, twenty percent health is what Barris heals for. So even if you're doing a hundred damage to um, an exposed character with uh, Zated Barris, it don't matter. You're still doing damage. And I mean, they they almost can't do anything against this team. Um, I haven't fought any Night Sister teams with this team yet, so I have no idea how it does against those. But I have fought CLS teams and General Kenobi Barris teams, and it completely wrecks them. And it's like it's full auto, two illuminated destinies, and finishing with everyone above, you know, at 100% health and above 75% protection, pretty much. I mean, it is, it is super awesome. It is a really fun team. Um, I think Poe is pretty essential to this team just because of that AOE expose and what exposes do for your team. Having multiple doesn't 
What he does something besides expose on his AOE, right? Doesn't that, he remove turn meter then? Yes, he has a hundred percent chance to remove twenty five percent turn meter. You know, based on the potency tenacity check, and he also has a chance to inflict buff immunity on the targeted character. So you know who you're targeting there can be important. So you have the chance to expose characters with his AOE, and then when R2 does his burn, you have a chance to uh, inflict expose because you know R2 has a ridiculously high crit chance, and then you have that 70% chance to expose um, mm-hmm. on a crit. Um, so whenever I was using this team, I think my Poe was at 260 speed. Um, and he was by far my fastest character. Everyone else was kind of around 240, but I have since remodded the entire team. Um, I will post my Swaga link in the show notes, and you can actually go check and see exactly what my team is and everything. But right now, I think my pose like 273. I need to make Ray faster to keep her within that 8%. And then my R2 is like 260-something, and BB-8's 250-ish. Um, and then old Ben, I think I got him to like 215 or something, but, uh, I, I think her leader ability is a hundred percent worth the Zeta. No question. I think, I think her leader ability is probably the most important Zeta for her. Um, just because of what it does for the entire team. Hmm. Yeah, I can see that for sure. So I'm not, oh man, I don't have the gear to bump her up like I did for Wampa because obviously I gave it to Wampa, but it'll be fun when I do to play with her for sure. Um, It'll be interesting to hear this week how your um trials and tribulations with Ray in your arena do. I'm interested yeah, to see like, because it's only been a day. And you didn't leave her on defense overnight yesterday, so yep. I'm curious to see just what happens over this week with that yep. team or whatever other teams you try to work with if that one doesn't work out. Yeah, and... You know what I mean? I mean, she'll she'll be my primary team this week, so I'll get to see exactly how she does on defense. I finished at one, so I'm in that spot where I can, you know, start sliding down pretty far, so it'll be interesting to see exactly you know how that goes um one thing i would like to point out that i hadn't noticed before until now on the uh the forums what they call the strategy guide for ray the team that they have her with is very similar to my team except they have finn in there instead of old ben and i think general kenobi or old ben is better than finn uh old old ben's really good because he has that mass assist and, you know, mm. every crit from those four of the resistance characters can expose. And then, you know, if you have multiple exposes, you just have everybody gaining turn meter. Uh, so that can be a huge turn meter boost if you're using Kenobi. Makes sense. Well, cool. We'll have to do a section next week on uh, the Trials of Ray. And see how where uh, where we wind up with that. Yeah, but I mean, as of now, I'm pretty sold. I think she's awesome. I don't think she's going to be very good outside of being a leader. 
But I think with a resistance team, she's going to be ridiculously good. Uh, there was a page on... Uh, I don't remember exactly where it was. I think it was on the forums, but it was showing or it said something about new characters coming to Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes. And it mentioned, I think, a new Finn, Rose, and General Hux. So Finn, Rose, Hux, and someone named T-Rex? Oh, yes. yes Terex? Yes, yes Terex. Who is Te- Who is Terex? Um, Without giving his, I know who he was in the movie. Um, he is a pilot in the very beginning of the movie. I will just say that, but uh, I'll I'll tell you specifically okay. on the next podcast. Um, All right, that works for me. I I I I thought right after I asked that, I'm like, you know what? That might uh, not be the best question for this podcast. So, but, okay, yeah. Uh, so I think my overall review so far on Jedi Ray is she is I would say I would give her a grade of like a high B plus to an A minus. I think mm-hmm. it kind of depends on what you can surround her with. Um, I think she, I think her leader ability requires a Zeta to use her. You have to have BB eight, which you're gonna have, I guess. And uh, mm-hmm. both of those characters need to be geared. Her gear is pretty easy, which obviously helps um, as long as you have the disc. Uh, she required a lot of raid gear, uh, like Rancor raid gear. That that was one thing that I thought was kind of interesting with her. They kind of made her pretty easy to gear, which was a pleasant surprise. And... Um, yeah, I. If you want to keep up with what's been happening for me in Arena, you're more welcome to come chat with me on Discord this week because I'll be talking about it. And I'll I've been recording some Arena videos, so I will definitely be, uh, you know, taking some of those. I may stitch them together and post them on Twitch this week. Uh, you know, we can just upload videos there, and you'll have to find all of our stuff. And if you're not following us on Twitch, you you should be. You know, come join the party. Um, we do not For have sure. enough, we don't have enough subscribers yet. You people need to get, with <laughs> we are almost to one fifth of what we had on YouTube before they banned us. Yeah. We're getting close. We'll get there. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, Ray, a lot of fun so far. I can't wait to use her in this next territory war. It's going to be really fun. I'm going to be trying to focus in and see how many you know, see how people do against it. Well, that was going to be my next thing to say is, uh, I'm also, well, also I'll talk to you next week and see if you were able to try to use her in any of the raids and, uh, see yeah. what else you, uh, were playing with there. So I sh- we, we are running a AAT tomorrow. So my goal is to get in there with her and I'll probably test my arena team in there. Against uh, you know phase two of the AAT and just kind of see how it goes. That'll be yeah, that's a good idea. I really want to hear about that actually. Just from the 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 end up breakdown of how it worked for the arena there makes me interested to see how that would actually turn out against the tank. So kind of side tangent here is. 
I think the big thing that separates her from Finn is uh let me find I'm gonna read it. Um uh, I screwed something up, I can't find it. Anyway, uh the the big difference is so you have to be hitting exposes which can get resisted. Like with Finn, that's the idea is you have to land exposes and then hit someone with an exposed to gain the turn meter. With Ray, it's different in that you're using a special ability um, and gaining turn meter whenever you expose someone. And her leader ability has that 70% chance to inflict expose no matter what. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know how well it'll work. I don't know if it'll be better in the uh, in phase two, but I think it should be more consistent because, I mean, if you've ever used a resistance team in phase two of the heroic AAT, I mean, it it can be a total bitch. It's brutal. I, it'll just things will be going really well and then they'll go to complete hell. And I, I think that's one thing about her leader ability. And I think that's what they were trying to do with her was create a resistance leader that was actually reliable in arena because of the way that she inflicts exposes and it's unresistible. It can't be avoided that that allows for uh, the AI to actually use her competently versus the Finn lead where you have to be attacking someone who's exposed rather than simply doing a special and removing turn meter and stuff like that. So very gotcha very cool kid in my opinion uh i like her a lot um whether she's worth the gear or not we'll see i think she probably is so far it's it's fun attacking those kenobi bears teams and finishing with full health getting two illuminated illuminated destinies off and just you know cleaning house with them it's awesome yep i uh am jealous can't wait to see her yeah can't wait to get some of those videos posted either oh oh something <laughs> something else i would like to say i used that team in uh, the first battle of a galactic war literally the mm-hmm. first node i got illuminated destiny off in the first node of a galactic war that's uh that's impressive because like that's how i can't even get wampa to go twice in the first node of a galactic yeah. war so that's kind of an advantage due to how little damage they do and but also like how quick that thing gets reduced. It is it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I can I can see how that I'm caught off guard because first no, that's crazy. Absolutely crazy. Yeah. I was I was pretty shocked. I think out of the first six nodes, I got Illuminate Destiny off two or three times. Uh, I know I got off, you know, three times pretty early in that Galactic War. I don't remember if it was all within the first six nodes, but it it was pretty legit. It was it was a lot of fun. Loved it. All right. Well, um, I want to go over some some Reddit stuff before we move on to. Oh yeah. Trivia tonight. We got a shorter episode, so this one's only going to be about an hour and 30 minutes, probably. Only, I'm using my air quotes again, only about an hour and a half, but that's pretty low for us, surprisingly. Um, But we got that other podcast to do, so 
we're kind of excited to talk about that movie. Um, oh, yeah. So we'll get into that. But uh, so for tonight's It Came From uh, It Came From Cap Gasp, uh, it includes <laughs> <laughs> includes. Uh, so someone said uh, they dinged 80 during the Ghost of Dathmere event. But. Uh, what What happened here? Now I'm lost. Okay, so you're lo- basically someone dinged 80 using the Ghosts of Dathmere event. And once they beat the event, they did not have the bonus tier pop up. Well, just for everyone to know how the events work for this, for bonus tiers and everything else, because of levels needed for the event, for certain parts of it, he dinged 80 during the event, but the bonus tier didn't show up. Well... The way Capgas explained that it works is you're locked into an event at the level that you were at when it went live. So if you ding during the event being out there, you're not going to be able to get to the bonus tier because you're still locked into the lower tier of the event. So if you ever come across for some of the newer players that aren't uh, aren't at the levels for all these events yet or max level, if you ding the level of the next tier of an event while it's going live, you're going to have to wait for the next one to get the next uh, level of that event because it'll still go off what you were when you started it. So I thought that was interesting. Um, <laughs> let's see here. What else we got here? That's a so, great question. Yeah. Someone asked, okay, so first off, someone said with the First Order, uh, with this Hero's Journey event, we said that Traitor is in, or TR-8R, the First Order Stormtrooper that has, like, the spinning baton, or Ah. the lightning baton or whatever, is in the game. So a lot of people latched onto that and were hoping that we would get that as a playable character. Well, first off... uh, it's only PvE, but uh, he said the reason it actually had a real kit is because uh, they're attempting to add uh, just do damage PvE characters. They wanted to add a character into the game for this event that actually had some interesting moves to him to kind of make it a little harder than just this dude's always doing AOE and this dude's always one shot or you know single shotting people. So they actually gave him a kit, but uh, I want to I want to read this uh, kit to you from Trader and tell me what you think about if it were a playable character. Okay. So first order riot control stormtrooper. This is all from Capgas from the character that he created, or that you know that his team created for the Heroes Journey event. So it's the first order riot control stormtrooper, also known as Trader. Categories. Dark side, tank, first order. Basic crowd control. Attack target for special damage and inflicts stun. If first order riot control stormtrooper has advantage, this stun can't be resisted. That's his basic. No percentage to stun, it's just going to stun. And if tenacity would keep you from being stunned, if he has advantage, it's just not going to be resisted. I'll take that on a basic on anyone, to be honest. No kidding. That would really that would really work out well for those stun teams, especially in a first order team where 
there's a lot of people with advantage when you're playing your own first order characters. Having him in there, there's a good chance he would have advantage. So that's a pretty sweet special or basic special shields up. First order row control stormtrooper and target ally gain gain or gain protection up 30% for three turns. If the ally was first order, both characters also recover 20% of their max protection. This is what I find funny about this this ability. This is like a healer ability on a tank. Because basically it's like, all right, we're getting protection up 30% for three turns. And not only that, if you're a first order, I'm going to give you 20% of your max protection back also. Hmm. So instead of taunting, he's just making it harder for you to kill him and a friend. Yep. So it's kind of like a reverse taunt there. I think Except he's, that you don't have to focus him. I think he's the reason in the event they were getting like... Uh, there'd be times where you'd have him with like three protections, protection ups. Oh, it's terrible. And that... Well, that goes into his unique ability, right? Maintain order. Whenever a First Order ally falls below 100% health power... First order riot control stormtrooper gains 50% turn meter and the cooldown of shields up is reduced by one. It has a cooldown of three. So if you're hitting people and getting them below 100% health, he's gaining 50% turn meter for each one. So he's going to throw shields up or the protection up buffs on those guys like immediately on his next turn. Interesting. So that's just a kit for a PVE character, but uh, as a kit for a character that we're not playing, but it's PvE. I think it's a really interesting kit, yeah. to be honest. And it's only three moves. So, but here's the thing. I would take that and put it in a first order team for sure. Because not only do you get stun on a basic, but you also have that uh, protection regain. It's ridiculous. And not only that do you get the protection regain, but, uh, well, first off, his unique would probably be overpowered for a character that we can use when we play because of that 50% turn meter every time someone falls below 100 health. But yeah, well, but maybe not because there aren't any healers in the first order. So you'd only be getting it that one time. But I don't know. thought it was interesting to see a kit for a PvE character like that. But uh, someone asked a question on that on that same post that he put the kit in and said, any chance we'll get revamped enemies for the rest of PvE with kits added? And his answer to that was, not likely. Retroactively changing a bunch of characters would mean that we throw the existing balance out of whack. When I make new characters for events like the Scout Trooper in Indoor Escalation or the Riot Trooper... I give them simple but interesting kits. Ultimately, though, if we release player-obtainable versions, they could be completely changed. I don't own characters, so anything I do is just for events, PvE. Two, two points there. If this character ever came to the game for us to play, the kit would probably drastically change. And the second part is they're not going to go back and add kits to characters because it would throw off all of the balance. Yep. And to be honest, I think... I think those uh I think these are hard enough just by gear gating on these characters right now for new okay. players and old players alike. Yep. So But uh that was Cap Gasp on Twitter this week. He had a bunch a bunch of other smaller posts talking about or just answering questions for people, but uh 
There was one other person active on Twitter, and I'm not going to read his posts, but because I might start laughing. But uh, Garrett AJ, the artist from CG, was all over uh, Reddit again this week, and it was pretty funny. So check out Reddit. Go find uh, Garrett AJ on the sidebar, and you can read some of his hilarious comments. And he's the dude that made the Ray uh, art that we showed at the beginning of the podcast. Really good stuff. <laughs> I like that. Uh, I like this dude. He's funny. Especially, we didn't talk about it last week, but uh, when people found out that Kaigon Jin had had a blue lightsaber instead of the green one he's supposed to have, he owned up to it on Reddit and took all of the the insults and stuff with stride and made made light of it and made jokes and it was it was pretty funny the way he handled it. He knew he messed up, but and he owned up to it. But the rest of it was real funny. I like this guy. I like that guy too. Uh <laughs> for sure. Uh someplace else that you can go find every single dev comment that gets posted on Reddit is on our Discord channel. We have this awesome little section that is just devs and you can go there and every time a dev posts a comment, it pops up there. So you can just go up there and start scrolling, figure out which comment you want to go check out and go do that. So it is a invaluable resource. Absolutely. What's another uh, non-game related uh, resource that's pretty good? Maybe one that uh, we fully endorse there. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> uh, so Phasma, how long has she been in the game? I mean, since the game came out, right? I, I, uh, it came out like they released her probably two weeks after the game came out. Yeah, right around when the movie was coming out. I I don't know if there will be a new Phasma, or you know she's obviously in the new movie. Um, so I mean she's kind of an important oh. character, but you know a way that you can find out even more about Phasma. How can I find out more about Phasma? You could go download the Phasma audiobook from Audible. Uh, has pretty good reviews. Has like 3,000 ratings and like four and a half stars. So it's pretty, pretty highly uh, rated. Uh, and you can go to audibletrial.com slash shadowed order and get a free audiobook with a 30-day trial. I think that is a book I'm going to have to check out because she definitely seems like an interesting character and she did not get enough screen time in the first movie. I get to... What? I said she didn't get enough screen time in the first movie. So... She's like an interesting character. Force people... Awakens spoilers. Come on. Dude, you've... I'm just kidding. There's a, uh, there's a statute of limitations <laughs> on these type of things. We're far Jeez. past TFA, all right? Yeah. Um, check out audibletrial.com slash shattered order. You can find the Thrawn books there, the Phasma books there. My God, the entire time you were saying all of that, I was walking this fine line of spoilers in my head of what comments I was going to make to what I you were know. saying. I know. And, and I, I just kept wanting to say something, but, yeah. uh, crazy. I, had I can't to wait watch to, myself. uh, 
I can't wait to break the filter. Uh, oh, I'm so excited. Oh, we're about to do it soon, too. But you know what we have to do first? What do we have to do first? It's time for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes Trivia! You do hear the soundboard, sound is... right? Yeah, yeah. Does it need more volume? No, it's just... Here's the thing. I want to uh, hear jazz, but on the live stream, it keeps the soundboard keeps cutting out, so it would be more of a distraction, I think. So... Let's leave it off and, uh, well, hold on. That's disappointing. Yeah, we're gonna have to shut it off because it's, uh, it's cutting out every few seconds, so it will be a nightmare. But, uh, that's disappointing. Basically, it's okay. We need no, we need no, uh, jazz simply for the fact that this is a big episode for trivia because. This is the tiebreaker. We went to the Ooh, council last week, and that we question that was questionable last week was said to be a tie. So we are tied, and this is overtime right here. Whoever wins today wins Shattered Order Trivia Season 5. So, And you owe a punishment, and depending on how this goes, I may know your punishment. All right, all right, all right. Let's not get ahead of ourselves here. All right. All right, so the Twitch trivia, Shattered Order trivia, is up on Twitch. Man, I just can't talk tonight. All right, it's up on Twitch, and I'm ready to go whenever you are. Let's do it. All right, let me wipe this off the board. We're starting over at zero in overtime. Let's go. All right, so here it is. All right. First question. A standard Phoenix team without Ezra is in practice immune to plague, assuming no debuffs. Which member of the Phoenix squad causes this? Mention a debuff that would make the squad susceptible to plague. It says one point for each correct answer. In practice, immune to plague. Say it one more time. A standard Phoenix team without Ezra is practice, in practice, immune to plague. Assuming no debuffs, or sorry, a standard Phoenix team without Ezra in practice is immune to plague, assuming no debuffs. Which member of the Phoenix squad causes this? Mention a debuff that would make the squad susceptible to plague. Um, hmm. That's a good question. Beagle Squadron, going nuts. I I have no idea what's going on. I never do. <laughs> I know. Oh. Okay, so this is interesting. I, I like. I didn't know this was a thing, to be honest. I did not either. I am. I so I'm kind of curious you, why people don't use them against the Night Sister teams. 
Oh, jeez. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, well, there, there were two questions specifically. What were the two questions? The two things we have to answer. So first question is, who makes them immune to plague? Okay. By being in the party. And it can't be Ezra because he's not included in this okay. team. And they also it says, mention a debuff that would make the squad successible, success, susceptible to plague. Mm. <coughs> that is interesting. Um... <coughs> I, this is baffling my mind right now. Like, I have no idea. Let's see here. Um, I'm gonna... I got two answers. They're guesses, but we will see. Um... So, so the s second question is... What debuff make would make them susceptible to them? To it? Yeah, what debuff would make them susceptible to plague? Um Jeez. Cheese is not a debuff. I have no idea. Um <laughs> Well, you got an answer down? I got an I answer. Do. I am going with... I am going with Kanan. Mm-hmm. And Offense Down. Okay. I went with Chopper. And I also went with all of them. Okay. For the debuffs. So if, if, if they have a debuff, they're suddenly susceptible to other debuffs. That's my guess. Okay, okay. I could see that. Okay, so the answer is Kane and Jairus. So you get that one. Was that a guess? Um, it was an educated guess based on what I know about the characters' kits. I was able to eliminate a few that I was pretty sure it wasn't and then just ended up with Kanan. Okay. Okay, so Kanan Jarris recovers 25% health when he suffers a debuff, which cleanses plague immediately. Uh, interesting. A standard... Is that his unique? How does that help the whole team? That's his... That's his Zeta. That's his Zeta But it's unique. on a unique? Yes. Mm, okay. That is interesting. I had not thought about this. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would only count really at the beginning of the match. Later in the match, it probably wouldn't work as well, because if you're down on health further than that uh, 25%, it's not going to clear the plague, but so you can the keep answer, them up for most of the match. So the answer would end up being heal immunity, correct? For the second part? Or, sh or shock. Okay. Interesting. So, that is... Teshkarn, wow. uh, I think your name was on the. T I think that your name was on the t front of that question. That's, that was good. That was really good. That's that's incredibly well thought out. Well done. Yes. Uh, nice work on that one. Yeah. All right. Well, that they gave you one point for the 
Kanan. So, so in order to get that, you have to have the Zeta Unique from Kanan, and you have to have the Hera Leader ability. Both of those active. Very cool. Yep. That is pretty cool. It's not cool that you got a point for it, but... Uh, I think that's amazing. Yeah. I'm already down. I don't like it. Uh, yeah, let's all remember that at one point in this season I was up by seven points. A... That is a thing. <laughs> all right, which is better? Converting five blueprints to shard shop currency or converting five character shards to shard shop currency? Uh-oh. Uh, okay. My pen is starting to not work. Is that the uh-oh? Yeah. You got your answer? I do. So do I. I put blueprints. As did I. Blueprints are worth 19 shard shop currency, while character shards are worth 15. So... Yep. Both get a point there. Cool. Uh, yeah, so I actually believe four blueprints are worth more than, uh, <laughs> four blueprints yeah. are worth more than five sh character shards. Yeah. Uh, so that's, yep, that, that works out. That's going to be your fun tip of the week. If you're converting <laughs> the Galactic War or uh, Cantina currency into Shard Shop, start with the ships. You get a better I like ROI. I'm going to put that on Twitter when this ends. <laughs> nice. All right. Uh, yeah. Next question. Here we go. Thrawn, when attacking a character, grants them speed up on a basic attack or stun them if they were already ability blocked. However, what does he do when he attacks a raid boss? <laughs> I think I've got my answer. <laughs> um. I have no idea. So. Alright, I put A answer. Alright, um. I'm kind of covering all my bases here, but I put defense down and speed down. And or okay. speed down. I put refreshes ability block. Ah. But you can't ability block a boss, can you? No, I don't believe so. <laughs> so I'm already wrong. So tired. Alright, uh, he inflicts defense down, which cannot be resisted. Yes. Oh, well, that's going to be close to a nail in the coffin. That's that's good for Wink. Woo! <laughs> All right, next question. Explain the following situation. You are facing the Chimera in a ship arena battle. You call in your Shimitar as a reinforcement unit and put retribution on one of your ships. Right after, it is the opponent's turn, and one of their ships attacks and hits your ship with a retribution, but it does not counter. Why? 
right, re repeat the whole question one more time. You are facing Chimera and Ship Arena battle. You call in your scimitar as a reinforcement unit. You okay. put Retribution on one of your ships right after it is the opponent's turn, and one of their ships attacks and hits your ship with Retribution, but it does not counter. Why? Um, I have got my answers. think you'll be able to see him. Yeah. I have I... two answers. What's it say? Alright. One is the ship attacking your ship with counter is stealthed. And the other is your ship with stealth is dazed. Interesting. Okay. I also put stealth was the reason for no uh, no counter. The Chimera called that ship to assist so it cannot be countered. Oh, interesting. Okay. Didn't... I'm, conf I'm confused. You're facing Chimera in a ship arena battle. You call in your scimitar as a reinforcement unit and put retribution on one of your ships. Right after it is the opponent's turn and one of their ships attacks and hits your ship with a retribution, but it does not counter. Okay, so they're running I... Chimera also. Uh, well, no, that's what it said. The, you're facing an enemy Chimera. But either way, the Chimera... Oh, okay, I see. Chimera calling in yeah. an assist would actually be a third answer, I believe. So in any three of those instances, uh, they would not counter. Well, I think we're going to score that zeros. Depending on how this goes, I might be okay with that. <laughs> All right, trivia number five. One point for each correct answer. Okay. Which unique weapon... Which unique weapon or weapons is or are wielded by the most characters. By weapon, I mean one specific iconic weapon, not simply blaster. Example for a unique weapon, Chewie's Bowcaster. It's not really, was it shared by more than one character? Shared by the most characters. Oh. So it can be one weapon is shared by the most characters or, uh, you know, Several. Okay. Um. I don't know how specific this is trying to be. <sighs> uh. <laughs> what are your thoughts on how specific this answer is? I have two answers. One of them's probably right. Uh, do what? I said I have two answers. One of them's probably right. Actually, I have three. I'm writing down this one just in case it's the obvious answer, but I don't think it's the answer, so. Um... That was the most 
crazy sounding um oh. I've heard in my life. Robot wink. Okay. Alright. I've got some answers. It's kind of hard All right, to... Alright, what do you got? Read them, but I put... Uh, Bowcaster. Why, what, and I? Um, general, or I should say... Kenobi's Your internet is freaking killing me. I put blaster and lightsaber okay. in general. I'm going to wait a few seconds. I, I think that's not what they were asking. It's too vague, but I'd already wrote it down. So. You're talking, and you think I can understand you, but I can't. Oh, well, I put Kenobi's All right. light. You, can you hear me? You're back. Okay. Uh, you're back. All, All right. right. Could, what do you got? No, you can't hear me, can you? Something's going on. This is bad. We are having technical difficulties. <laughs> right, you're back. Okay. So what are your answers? Uh, I put, I guess, specific weapons as Bowcaster and uh, Kenobi's lightsaber. And then I had more general answers, which I don't think is what, it asked, what it's asking for, but lightsaber and blaster. All right. Um, so... I didn't have General Kenobi's lightsaber, but I did have uh, Luke's lightsaber. Ah. Because Ray has it, he has it. Uh, didn't have. Nope. Few people had it. I also had Han's blaster. Because four different Hans have it. <laughs> uh, so. Makes sense. Um, and then I also I also put bowcaster. Nice. So, just in case that was the answer, even though they gave it as an example. Yep, I did the same thing. Alright, so, let's see what we got here. Okay. Uh, you got Han's blaster and Anakin's blue lightsaber. Which I think counts as the correct answer for me. Anakin's blue lightsaber? Yes, because it's also carried by CLS and Ray, so it's the same lightsaber. Uh, I just called it Luke's. Yeah, that's... Okay. Okay, yeah, probably. Maybe. Oh, so I didn't name it correctly, but it's the same lightsaber. Yeah. I knew which one it was. Alright, maybe. You might have a point there. Stop yaying me. It's correct. And I also got Han's blaster. Those were the two answers? Because it's held by Han Solo, veteran smuggler Han Solo, and Captain Han Solo. What's up? Those were the two answers. They were also the two answers I gave. Gotcha. Interesting. So we have a controversy on our hands once again. Yes, we do. Hey, I because just figured out right why now my internet's screwing up. What's why is that? My phone died and it resorted back to my regular internet. <laughs> yes, plug your phone in, man. Yeah, plug it in. All right. Well, um, basically, what's going to happen here is we don't know who won, because basically, if if since neither of us got the Chimera answer, the one that it asked for. We don't know if we're going to get points for answers there. So we both had if the uh, if the opponent was stealth, they wouldn't counter. You had if they were uh, 
if they had retribution, but days also would not be a counter. But the answer was asking for was Chimera. Yes. Called them for assists. So. But there are technically multiple answers. That's going to be my argument for the council. So. We shall see. The problem with that is, it said one point. Oh, it didn't say. It says you're facing an enemy chimera. It does not then say that the chi- the chimera is attacking next. So I think because of that... Oh, well, that would be given away the answer. Not necessarily. You know what? You know what? We'll just call it council again, and we'll see what happens. So. All right, sounds good. We'll, <laughs> we'll take it before the council. Perfect. All right, well... Uh, sounds good. I think that's it for this episode, right? All right, well, I'm going to hang up on you and end the podcast. <laughs> and uh, I'll let you plug in your phone and we'll get ready for the next one. All right, sounds so. good. Later. Uh, well, thank you to everyone for listening this week. We will be seeing you guys later. Um. Anyways, uh, rough week. Everyone's tired from seeing Last Jedi. We got uh, a lot. We didn't have a ton of information besides Ray this week. Um, Man, a lot of internet issues this week. Um, But thank you for hanging out with us and uh, sticking through it. We appreciate that. We're going to have it good to go for the next podcast we're about to do. But uh, I think the next one's going to be a lot of fun hanging out, talking about the new movie. So if you have seen it already, I recommend hanging around when we restart the live stream for that um, and uh, having a conversation with us. But uh, as always, you can check us out on Twitter at Shattered Order. If you want to join our Discord, it's at discord.me slash Shattered Order. Leave us some uh, feedback on Stitcher and iTunes about the podcast. Let us know what you like, you don't like what we can change, what we can do, and uh, we take those things to heart. So if you don't want to do it on those two things, send it to the shattered order at gmail.com. We check that every day. So if you send us an email, we're always reading those and replying. So thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with the 77th episode. And uh, until then, we'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to the Shattered Order podcast. Happy gaming, and may the Force be with you.